0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Head on over to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. You are locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, we're going to dive in to some Jeff's junk mail. we got some questions, got some reactions, and some takes with which I'll give my reactions to here in just a moment. I also want to touch on the news going around the league, plenty of uh, transactions going on, really just um, specifically for one team. Before I get into that, though, I wanted to plug next week on the podcast, we will be having Brandon Bailey, brand new reliever that the Reds traded for from the Houston Astros. This dude was an amazing interview. We talked a lot about what it looks like coming into a team that has lost its marquee bullpen arms, and there's still some in the house, like Amir Garrett and Lucas Sims, but what kind of opportunity that presents to him. And he also had a great take on that, where we as fans are pretty frustrated with the salary dumping. He had a great take on that as well. I really enjoyed talking with Brandon. That's going to be next week on the Lockdown Reds podcast. But speaking of transactions, there's one team that's just putting in work right now. And, uh, yeah, a little jealous of that team, to be quite honest with you. And that's the Padres. Have you seen this? I mean, the Padres traded for Blake Snell, one of the best pitchers in the American League. And they gave up a top prospect for him, but not a guy that is going to break their farm system bank, so to speak. And so they got a pretty good rotation with that. Plus, they've lost Mike Clevenger for an extended period of time because of Tommy John. I don't even know if he's going to be back this season. So they're trying to bolster the rotation with Denelson lament already in house, and then they go and they trade for Hugh Darvish. And by all accounts and purposes, they they give up Zach Davies. Which everybody's like, hey, he's a really good pitcher, a serviceable pitcher, a pretty good guy, but when you get you Darvish on your team, they've become probably the best rotation in the National League, and they they give up Zach Davies, and then they give up four prospects, all of which have the tag of lottery ticket next to them. In fact, as someone pointed out, the Padres added Blake Snell and you Darvish. And before those trades, they had six of the top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball. They still have four of the top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's like the Reds going out and getting Francisco Lindor and not having to give up any one of Hunter Green, Nick Dolo, or Tyler Stevenson. I mean, that's just absolute highway robbery. And and we were very upset Whenever the Reds gave up Cell Iglesias and pretty much what amounted to a salary dump, Cubs fans are losing their minds, man. And rightly so, because that looks like a salary dump as well. Sure, they got prospects back, but nobody's looking at these prospects and saying that they are future changing for the Cubs. So, yeah, busy, busy. Padres uh, off season so far. And I say that because nobody else is doing anything. All right, let's jump into some Jeff's junk mail because there's not been a whole lot of Reds rumors or Reds news here recently. First off from Kyle and Cincy, he says, what do you think of these five bold predictions for the 2021 season? Number one, Tyler Stevenson will have an OPS above 800. Sign me up. And I think he can do that. I don't think that's outside of his ability. That dude can hit. The second one, Tyler Malley, will be second on the team in starting pitching ERA. I like it. I could see that happening for sure. I know that sometimes Luis Castillo likes to flirt a little bit with walking batters and that can get him into trouble maybe he reigns that in a bit here in 2021 but I could definitely see Tyler Malley taking that next step as he's been doing the last couple of years it seems like every single year we say okay well let's see what Tyler Malley can do this season and he delivers the third prediction someone currently not on the roster will lead the team in saves okay I could see that, and and not currently on the roster, as in today. I got this text from him on Monday, so yes, today, someone not currently on the roster. I could see that happening. I'll also add on to that. I would kind of like to see many guys get saves. I know that some commentators and some announcers whenever they're talking about a team during a game like to make light of that and make it seem as though they don't know what they're doing but I want a full bullpen that you can trust in any situation much less a save situation so give me a bullpen that has four five maybe even six guys that record at least one save during a season number four Jonathan India will make his MLB debut in June and will start at second base i feel like that's the position for him right now at least on the roster hopefully the reds go out and get a shortstop for at least this year and maybe parts of 2022 before we can really hand the reins over to jose garcia but shortstop is spoken for third base is spoken for and it's very obvious that they're sticking ninson in center field and that's going to be the end of that so put jonathan indy at second base I like that. Plus, that makes the idea of trading Mike Moustakis at least a little bit more palatable. Maybe he becomes a deadline trade chip or something like that, especially if India can hold his own at the plate and in the field, which I don't think that's far off. Now, maybe June is a little ambitious, but I do like the thought. And then the last one, Winker will hit more home runs than Gino who won't be traded. <laughs> I like that part. Yes. I don't think Gino would be traded either. I I, I really feel like, and, and we, we, as fans love to overreact to the rumors and the, the, Oh, they're talking about him. I don't think that they're trading these guys. I think they were just doing their due diligence. That being said, I kind of like the idea of Winker leading the team in home, or will hit more home runs than Gino. He didn't say he's leading the team in home runs, but Winker more than Gino. I I wonder about that forty nine home run, which should have been fifty home runs, but that forty nine home run season. I'm not expecting that from Gino moving forward, but I don't think the twenty five thirty home runs is outside the realm of speculation. Now, that being said, that takes a big step up from Jesse, who. The power has been there at times, but it seems like it's more of a line drive based power, which is not a problem, especially in this day and age where it seems like if you don't hit a home run, you're making an out. But I I, I would love to see Jesse hit more home runs. Although if I'm saying yay or nay on the prediction, I still think Gino hits more home runs, but I do like that thought. We've got some more Jeff's Junk Mail to get to here in just a moment. But this is now the bowl season. We're talking about college football, bowls, plenty going on. We've also got college basketball rolling. The NBA has started. If you're the kind of person like me who enjoys making a little bit of money off of his sports wagers, you got no better platform to check out than betonline.ag. And I've got an introductory promo code for you. If you go to betonline.ag and you type in the promo code locked on, they will give you a 50% Deposit bonus. That's right. Set up your account at betonline.ag. They've got an easy-to-use website, very easy to find the sport that you want to check out, the game that you want to check out, and see if you like the line or not. Maybe you're thinking that the underdog looks tantalizing, maybe throw a couple bones that way, or you think that the favorite is undervalued. Like looking at today's slate of games. Now, I don't necessarily think it's an undervalue, but when it comes to sports gambling and stuff like this, a pick 'em is always really exciting. And we're talking about you just pick the team you think's going to win, and that's how you win. You don't have to worry about point spreads like today's bowl game between Oklahoma State and Miami down in Florida, not Miami of Ohio. That's a pick 'em. I'd totally go Miami in that game because they're getting their quarterback back, Derek King, next season. So they are looking to build, build, build. They're going to be fighting hard in this game. So head on over to betonline.ag and throw a couple of bones Miami's way and make yourself a couple of bucks here in this week before or week between Christmas and New Year's. And also for more betting tips, check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling Come at you each and every day with their best bets of the day, including the lock of the day. And Lee Sterling's been on fire with his locks of the day here recently. Check out Locked On Bets to make a couple bucks for you. And also, now's a great time to crack open a built Bar. Yes, I'm talking about one of my favorite snacks around. A protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Check out Built Bar. They've got amazing flavors like cookies and cream, cherry bar They've got all kinds of chocolate, peanut butter, fruit, whatever flavor you crave, you can find at BuiltBar.com. And with the promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. Built Bar has amazing stats like four grams of sugar, four grams of fat, and up to 17 grams of protein in some cases. So you're eating a snack. You're getting satisfied, but you're also not feeling like you just ate a bunch of crap because it's very healthy for you, but it also tastes like a candy bar. That's why they call it the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code On for 20% off your next order. Built Bar is amazingly delicious, but also specifically nutritious. We're rolling right along here in this episode of Jeff's junk mail on the locked on reds podcast. And then this next one comes from our buddy Risto down in Jacksonville. He's got, it's funny because a little bit ago he sent me his take on the core of the team. And then he sent me an update just a day ago. And I want to uh, relay that to you. So he said, originally this was his take on the core. He said, Joey Votto, Eugenio Suarez, Jesse Winker, Castillo, Gray, Malley, Akiyama, Mustakas, Castellanos, Lorenzen, Garrett, Senzel, and Barnhart. So basically, the key starters. That's who Risto was looking at. These are the core. Then you have the next group of players who will be starters or get significant playing time, such as Tyler Stevenson, Kyle Farmer, and Aristides Aquino. Pretty much the lineup from last September. I won't even attempt to pick the core of the bullpen, other than Lorenzen and Garrett. So, yeah, that 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 was his core. And we're looking at some guys, the key players here on the roster, some guys that the Reds look at when they build around. And the reason that we ask what the core is, is David Bell mentioned it several times in his interview that was pretty much his winter meeting-style interview, but it was just over Zoom to reporters and stuff like that. But he had said – that the core is still strong but he didn't really say who the core was so we've been trying to speculate at that during this offseason so Risto follows up and I love this Risto you're awesome dude he follows this up the other day by saying I just want to update and change my list of core players to the following Joey Votto thanks I love Joey Votto he's my favorite player and will continue to be my favorite player until he retires. But honestly, I understand the satirical nature of the text. And thank you very much, Risto, is that the way that the Reds are at least approaching these trade rumors and approaching these discussions this off season is that everyone is available as if they're trying to tear down and build back up again. I I don't, I think we are all at the same level of not understanding what exactly is going on with the reds plan, because with the way that the Cubs have just gotten rid of you Darvish and their catcher, Victor Caratini was also in that trade. He was sent to the Padres as well. So the Cubs are tearing down. The Cardinals aren't really doing anything. The pirates or whatever. And the brewers are there too. So, you know, 85 games, 85 wins, could win this division. You don't have to really take that largest step for the Reds to get the 85 wins. Go get a shortstop. Go add that piece that you need. But no, we're we're all confused with what's going on here. So <laughs> I love it. I love Risto. Thank you for the text, dude. Joey Votto, the core of the team, because he has a no trade clause. You can't trade him without his permission. All right, moving right along. Here's the next one. This from Rex in Harrison. He says this, you're right that Major League Baseball doesn't have a salary cap, but the Reds do, and his name is Bob. That's perfect. I don't even think I need to add anything to that. That's a great take, Rex. And actually, I'm working on an episode here in the future where we look at a future idea. We we all say, oh boy, it's time for the Casolinis to move on. It's time for insert owner here to move on. And that's really been ramped up this offseason, seeing what's happened with the Mets and Steve Cohen taking over and really energizing that fan base and saying that they're getting ready to buy, which by the way, the Mets really haven't done a whole lot of adding this offseason either. But the the idea of changing ownership. And I've got an idea for you that kind of involves the Green Bay Packers, but that's all I'm gonna say. But Rex, that was a perfect text, and we're gonna finish it up with a voicemail from Matt in Cheviot. Hey Jeff, it's Matt from Cheviot. I was calling in because Doug Gray had had, uh, quoted a tweet saying that Nick Nick Crawl was looking for bullpen help. This is after they traded Iglesias and non-tendered Archie. Bradley, and I, I really, man, my question is for you, was 2020, the 60-game season, is that as good as it's going to get? I don't know. I want to hear what you think, because if it is, if that's really the most that we can expect, you know, damn. <laughs> really? Uh, love the podcast, man. Keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Matt. If 60 games is all we can expect, if we endured as fans the most recent, meh, I don't even want to call it a rebuild because they had to basically rebuild on the fly with free agency, if that's all we can expect from that, then, damn, yes, I agree. That sucks. I don't think so. The, the the good thing is, as of right now, as of December 29th, 2020, the only thing that they've really hurt is their bullpen. And I always say that relief pitching is fickle. I always say that it's year to year. It's really hard to look at what they did last year and say they're going to do that again or they're going to improve on that again or they're definitely getting worse or something like that. Relief pitching is just so weird in that way. So, yes, as of right now, I don't think that we're going to go back to the doldrums that we as Reds fans will be tossed back into the abyss of, all right, well, time to start uh, looking at the, the timing of when prospects are getting called up, time to look at who's in the farm system, all this other stuff. I don't think we're going back to that just yet. Now, the ball is still in the Reds court here. The ball is still firmly on Nick Craw's desk. What he does next will tell me exactly where we are in 2021 because you don't have to do that much to make the Reds the best team in this division. I firmly believe that. You add a shortstop, bingo, bango, bongo, let's go win the division. That's what they need. They need a shortstop. Now, if they go out and they trade one of these rumored guys, which, don't get me wrong, it's everybody on the team, but if they go out and they trade one of these guys like Gino or Sonny Gray or Luis Castillo, then yeah, we can start to really worry. But as of right now, I think we're okay. I think we can expect a good 2021 at Great American Ballpark. And maybe I'm just convincing myself as much as I'm trying to convince you, Matt, and the rest of Reds country, but I I feel it. I feel that that's where we are. And it sucks that the Reds traded away Rice Iglesias and non-tendered Archie Bradley, but they've got some talent in the bullpen. And I mentioned the interview next week with Brandon Bailey. He's an interesting dude because when you saw the trade, the Reds traded cash considerations for Brandon Bailey. This dude's got some stuff. In fact, he was, and we'll talk more about this in the interview next week, but he was requested, like basically Kyle Bodie went to Nick Kral and said, go get this guy. I want him for the Reds. I want, the, I want him in the Reds organization. And we're going to talk about that with him next week. But th- there are some really interesting guys on this bullpen that I think can step up, and he's definitely one of them as we talk to him next week and find out more about that. All right, that's going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. On tomorrow's episode, the next couple of episodes this week, I've got a best of. I'm going to look back through the interviews that we've had this year, whether it be Bronson, whether it be Sam LeCure, Lucas Sims, Bobby Nightingale, the 150 times I talked to Stephen Offenbaker. We're going to look through the best of 2020 and compile them here, and we're going to take a look at all of that over the next couple of podcasts here this week on the Locked on Reds podcast. You're not going to want to miss that. You're not going to want to miss the interview that I've got with Brandon Bailey next week. The best way to not miss any of that is to make sure you're subscribed and also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked on Reds. And if you want to get in on the Jeff's Junk Mail action, there won't be another Jeff's Junk Mail episode this year. Yeah, I know. I'm already starting with the bad jokes about, oh, no more this year. But we will have one shortly thereafter in 2021. So get your questions, reactions, comments, whatever you've got. 513-549-0159. But that's going to do it for us here today. Now... Tell your smart device to play the Locked On Bets podcast and go make you a couple of dollars today. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members.